Okay, look, I get it. Daniel Murphy's your friend. He's your buddy. You like to hang out with him. You keep in touch. You text him. He's way too comfortable at the plate. You need somebody who can give him the brush back. Maybe even, you know, not in the head, but uh, up in the shoulder. But the Mets don't have any pitchers to do it. We'll talk about that in a lot more right now. Mets 360 starts now. Tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I think I got the name of the show wrong. It's Mets Rad 360. But you know what? You knew what I meant. And, you know, I'm just all fired up in a bad way. But, as we talk about every week, you hear this music. Now, this is without the lyrics. This might be a mistake because the lyrics always puts me in a better mood. But I asked for this because I thought it was better to talk over. Welcome to Mets Rap 360. That is the name of the show. I'm Christian Blatt on Twitter, at ChristianDNZ. Next to me, Andrea Fasano, at Andy Fasano. Hi, everyone. Way down over there, the man in black in mourning for this first half of the Mets season, or at least the second half of the week. Matt Ritter on Twitter at Matt Ritter one Guys, I'm going to swing as hard on this podcast as Jose Reyes did on that third at-bat. Unnecessarily hard. Unnecessarily hard. And, you know, we're going to talk about it. Still have the Cabareas. He hits home runs his first two at-bats. I'm like, this could be the day I could open up the Cabareas. We'd put it in our little AfterBuzz cups. We'd have a little. We'd probably, you know, swish it around and spit it out in a bucket. <laughs> but then, you know, his two home runs, which... Great day for Reyes. I mean, those two at bats didn't really help because they didn't win. So, uh, no, nothing to celebrate. The wine remains closed. I'd hope that we get to open it at some point. But, yeah, this uh, season. Well, yeah, <laughs> let's half. true. Second half. Second half. Uh, yeah, let's hope. But uh, let's uh, talk about what I was talking about in the uh, cold open, which uh, I did a great job on. Uh, Matt, uh, is Daniel Murphy way too comfortable at the plate? And is it because he's their friend? Or is it because they just don't have the kind of pitchers that are actually capable of, you know, crowding a guy off the plate? Like Matt Harvey, when he was the Dark Knight, I feel like maybe he would have. Syndergaard shouldn't be afraid to do it, but, you know, he's afraid to pitch right now. So what do you think? You know what? I was thinking about this because we're talking about it outside. I actually think the bigger problem is that he's protected by Bryce Harper in the lineup. It almost makes it impossible to – you can't pitch around him. You know, you just just can't pitch around a guy who's batting before Bryce Harper. And their lineup is stacked. And, unfortunately, you have to try and get this guy up. But I honestly don't know why anybody – ever ever like doesn't just take caught you want to throw inside throw inside but it's not even that it's just like you have to be as careful with daniel murphy as you are with bryce harper yeah exactly you know what i mean you don't you can't pitch around him but still you cannot just groove one in or dare to throw a curveball to that guy no he will crush that ball and (laughs) also you you know uh jason worth kind of an easy out if you're smart about your pitch selection they kept putting him on in front of Murphy. Oh. So it's like, all right, you know, the guy you need to get out, you're not even getting him, so you're already starting trouble. And Matt's pitched out of trouble well, but he also is the one who pitched himself into that trouble in the first Can place. Can we look up Worth's career? Like, is it the most walks he's ever had in a series? I'm I mean, yeah, <laughs> probably. You know, uh, they were giving the stat today during today's game that Daniel Murphy has 21 RBI against the Mets so far in 12 games. The record for a season, Hank Aaron. 28. Uh, Danny Murphy's a nice guy. He's not Hank Aaron. So, uh, you know, they they only play six more times in September. So we'll see where anything is at that point. But, you know, maybe he'll cool off a little by then. I don't know. But, uh, Andrew, your thoughts about, you know, a guy who's just killing you like that. It, it, I mean, 
you know, Matt makes the point, Bryce Harper's right there in the on-death circle, but what do you do? I mean, what can you do? I don't know. Are you guys as tired of as I am of playing the Nets, like I'm just no, tired of it. Yeah, like I'm just so. like, can yeah. we maybe change up the schedule, please? I've never please? been more afraid. Yeah, slash I'm just unexcited. over it. I, I feel like it's the same story. Th- this is and- this is more debilitating than in the years when the Mets were bad, and I think that they would go like two and seventeen against them. Yeah, this feels worse than that because you know that you're better than that. The right. light on the end of the tunnel is what you're saying. We only have six more games. <laughs> yeah, against right. Them. Exactly. Yes, the fact that you said six, I was like, really. We gotta yeah. play him two more times. Like, yeah, what? but that yeah, you know, in September. But yeah, so it's like we'll catch our breath for a while. We got right. a lot of games, which against I hope so. The and I think and that's stuff, a good thing. That's what the Mets always need—kind of that like clearance of that to, yeah. to get a little more confidence back. Um, listen, I think with this guy, if they have, if they struggle against someone. You just have to. We talked about this with Collins. Like you have to do something, and yeah. I just feel like there's not just really make him uncomfortable just to play. Anything. And I'm still not talking about hitting him. You right. know, <laughs> just you know because that that creates another problem. But you know, just sort of you know pitching in a little tighter. But change you the know? book on him yeah. too, right? Here's the right. thing: don't pitch him inside at all. Maybe you know yeah. because he's, first of all, look, he's hit a lot of home runs this year, but he's not going to hit one to the opposite. You know, I mean, he's pulling all of these and yeah. crushing him. I'd rather him. Get a double in the gap. Then yeah, and crush yeah. A home maybe run. it's the mentality of you know these mostly younger pitchers these days that it doesn't bother them. But I mean, if you think of guys like Pedro and Clemens, if a guy keeps you know hitting you around the ballpark, you're going to figure hey, it out. You're going to make sure Clemens gonna... Piazza. Yeah, exactly. Piazza was killing him, and he's like, "Well, I know what to do. I'm going to throw a shard of a bat into your neck." No, no, For, no, no. Before that, <laughs> before smashed that, him in the head. Yeah. And knocked him out. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. That? I, oh my yeah. God. So exactly though, and I, I don't know. So I mean, it's uh, it's frustrating to see the uh, ser- the the week uh, started reasonably well, uh, ended otherwise, and we'll get into those specifics in a minute. But uh, I guess the big news from the week was uh, Matt Harvey's el- election to have surgery. And uh, for more on this, we go to Mets Rep three sixty medical expert Matt Ritter, uh, who <laughs> did some research on what he has and some other pitchers who've had. I, I it. did a, a fair bit on on this uh, thoracic injury, and apparently, you know, what it does is it's 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 a compression of your nerves in the shoulder area, not like any nerve in particular. But every time Matt Harvey was talking about feel, he actually meant. He had numbness in his Yeah, we fingers. were talking about this before we started. When he says, I, I'm having a problem getting a feel for my pitches, you don't think that that means the actual grip. You know, mm. it's just sort of like a rhythm, but he literally meant he can't Physically, get a feel. Yeah. yeah. And, and so here's the issue. I, I, I looked up the guys. You know, they said it had, uh, quote, mixed results. And I looked up the most recent uh, thoracic surgery uh, pitchers. And I guess you could say the most successful were Josh Beckett and Sean Markham, which is not a high... That's no. not impressive. At what and point in Beckett's career was this? Was this after? So unfortunately, it was, it, he had a weird end of his career. I feel like a lot of us didn't even remember how he kind of went out. But what happened yeah, was... Yeah, I remember in, he ended up on the Dodgers. And, and so he, <laughs> yeah. he, he had the uh, thoracic issue in 2012. Okay. And so he missed the year. Uh, and he came back in 2014 through a no-hitter. Okay, I do remember that now that you say it. Right. And then he uh, tore his labrum and oh, retired. Yeah. So is it just like what do they even do for it? Do they try and relieve well, they take the pressure? A rib out apparently. What? Wow. They're taking a rib out. He's like a male model. That's crazy. They're taking a rib. <laughs> That's crazy. They're taking a rib. And then out he's of the gonna man. pitch left. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, I mean, he's gonna. Yeah. He, <laughs> Thank you, Zoolander Thanks, Harvey. Uh, but so so they're taking a rib out of the guy, and the other guy was um, 
Sean Markham. Sean Markham, who was, you know, Josh Beckett was kind of a big name pitcher at one point. Mm-hmm. Sean Markham was a guy, you remember hearing his name, but he, he wasn't a particularly flashy guy. And he came back and pitched one more year. Okay. That's I'm saying these, not good these are the, these are, these are the best ones. Really mixed good. results. The yeah. other guys. Well, so right now, he's also uh, a month behind Philip Hughes, who just had it. Apparently, it's it's a very rare surgery. There are there isn't a litany of of players. Apparently, maybe Kenny Rogers had it a, a decade ago, over a decade ago. But it's more advanced. You can't really compare them anymore. You know, right. it's kind of like Tommy John surgery now versus. So there isn't really a positive track record. Now, is this something he could keep pitching? I'm. It's not like painful. Well, it's too late now because he had the surgery. Yeah, surgery. Right. So, yeah. But I'm just saying, but, like, yeah, you know, at one point in the week on. there was the conversation, like, well, is right. he going to have the surgery? I don't know. There was never any doubt for me. I'm like, of course he's going to have the surgery. But anyway, to... No, and I, I just feel like we were saying how, like, in the media, how he was avoiding answering questions and yeah. stuff. Like, this is a really big deal if this is what's been behind it the entire time and just nobody knew. So you kind of feel a little bad. Like, okay, sorry about that, Harvey, that we were, like, coming down Oh, I've down been really crapping on him all year. You know? Yeah, me too, right. though, you know? But, you know, that's it's a really big deal. I, but you know what I thought about it. I wrote to you, texted you, tweeted you something. I was like, yep, he's done. Okay, next. Yeah, like, you gotta move I, on. Just for the season. Like, I, it's not like I want him gone, but I no, just want but him to be healthy and whatever back. Whatever it takes, right. but I, well, I don't well, know. They say four months, uh, he's gonna be back. We have him under contract next year. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we, we should get a pretty good indicator of if he's the, you know, Matt Harvey that we right. loved once upon a time. Or Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, they should kind of stop with the Dark Knight stuff. I'd be perfectly happy <laughs> with Adam West Batman. Yeah. Like, if he's Adam West Batman, can get us through, you know, and maybe even laugh a yeah. couple times. Th- that's all I need. You know what's right. much scarier, though, now is if you just think back to where we were, uh, you know, four months ago when we were just laughing about how much pitching depth. so much pitching and I that's mean, so it's too much we're like we got we got to trade wheeler for somebody we got yeah tra- cologne why do we need cologne the all-star why yeah. do we need that <laughs> right and that's one of the things i wanted to talk about is there's starting to be these rumblings that you know the Mets should probably trade for a starter because uh you know wheeler's a little bit further behind schedule than they thought he would be you know if we see him in september i'll be impressed there's also the idea of you know if he's far behind you might not need to rush him, you know, for his sake. You know, for the team's sake, I can understand that. Uh, so it'll be interesting to say. But uh, there's not a lot of great options out there, uh, pitching-wise. I, the one that I saw online, I I was, uh, you know, really not impressed by. Uh, Clay Buckholz of the Red Sox. And I was just like, well, whose idea was that? Clay Buckholz is, you know, agent? Because he's, I mean, at his best, he was very average. But he's terrible right now. And... I can see with position players that a change of scenery sometimes just, you know, makes all the difference in the world. Like when Manny Ramirez got traded to the Dodgers, you know, oh, okay, now I can play hard. But when you're a pitcher, you either have it or you don't. And I don't know. And I mean, unfortunately, the pitching that they, a lot of the good pitching that they had in the minors, the Mets, they've dealt away, you know, for guys like Kelly Johnson, you know, last year. Well, he also did uh, trade Fulmer for Cespedes, and he's killing it right now. Right, exactly. So those are a couple of guys that you would have had, but then obviously, you know, you needed to get Cespedes that... You know, I'm not even saying that, but it's just more that you had these tools and you don't now. Guy you don't hear anything about anymore is Miguel Montero because when he's been up, he hasn't looked good. He hasn't looked great in Vegas either. So I, I don't know what they're going to do, but you just have to assume they're not going to do anything. You know, I don't think you can. I mean, look, for a variety of reasons, yeah. I don't think you can. I don't think we have a package that is appealing enough to get 
a starter that would be a significant upgrade from Logan Verrett for whatever he is. I don't think we really have the book out on Verrett yet. You know, he's had some good starts. He's had some, he's had some really some good starts. starts. Yeah, and you know, he said it. He said, it, "I thought it, you know, I thought it was like a humble." Uh, but somewhat confident thing to say because I'm not Matt Harvey. I'm Logan Verrett. Like as if, as if to say, look, don't put that on me. But I'm going to go out there and I'm going to compete. Do my thing. Unfortunately, to, the last couple starts haven't been great. Overextend my earlier metaphor. He's not Batman. He's Aquaman. You know, yeah. he's not. He's not great. But you know, he's Aquaman. He's going to get things done. And yeah, I mean, when you don't have to use Verrett as a starter, you're much better off. Obviously, you know if. Uh, he comes in in long relief sometimes, but uh, I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's where it is, and you just have to assume that reinforcements aren't coming, you know. Because, <laughs> but you know, but you know what is coming? Rest for Syndergaard yeah. Nats right now. I think is important. I think that's very Definitely. important. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wearing my uh, All Star shirt. I was very excited to have four Mets in the All Star game, and I'll say first, I'm glad that they're getting rest instead. Um, I I do like the All-Star game. I don't know about you guys. I don't like other All-Star games in any of the major sports. I don't even think we should say Pro Bowl out loud ever as <laughs> as adults. But uh, I, I do think it's fun, and I just like the idea of, you know, people getting to see, you know, like the, that inning that DeGrom had a couple years ago, you know, really showed off. People were like, hey, this guy's good. And we knew. And I just sort of like the idea of people getting to see Syndergaard, and that's fine that he won't be in it. Um, you know, Cespedes actually won the one home run derby that I went to at mm. City Field. So I was kind of wow. like the idea of him, you know, maybe getting to be in the home run derby. I didn't even care about the game. <laughs> I just wanted to see him hit home runs. But it's all right. So uh, the big news for who is going, though, big sexy Bartolo <laughs> Colon. You know, there was a moment there where I'm like, oh, is he going to be the only one going? <laughs> you know, but uh, so uh, Familia and Colon are both going to be there. And Syndergaard is going to go. He's just not going to be in the game. Um, I don't know. I, you know, we've uh, talked a lot about Cologne here on the show, um, multiple families and things, because it's funny. But he's had a great year for a guy who says he's 43. I still am convinced he's 48. You know, I, I always feel like there are players from certain parts of the world that when they get introduced professionally, they say that they're younger and then you just have to stick with it, you know? <laughs> and then you have uh, guys like, what was that guy? Uh, Fausto Carmona is what uh, a guy said his name was. And then you've turned out that that's not even what his name was. It was Roberto Hernandez. Oh so, you know, there's, you know, he's 43-ish and he's still having a great year. Yeah, of course, not every start is great, but even when he doesn't have it, and we've talked about this, you know, since his, uh, his little injury there, he's pitched... Almost better, it seems like. So I'm excited. Matt, how do you feel about Cologne being an all-star? <laughs> I think it's it's cool for all the other all-stars because it seems like they have this weird hero worship of Cologne that <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize until they did that article uh, a couple oh, weeks yeah. ago where all these random players were like, yeah, we love that guy. How oh, funny. How could you not? There's yeah. um, a thing on Snapchat that I saw just yesterday that's all, it's like the top four reasons why Cologne should be in or is in the all-star that's game. Awesome. And it, it was all his mess ups, but like goofy, goofy stuff that just is fun to watch, yeah. you know, no matter what. So I, and that's what I think that all-star game is all about anyway. So. I would also like to see, because he really only throws in the mid-80s, like him just be the pitcher for the home run derby. Mm. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, listening to the uh, the radio broadcast of the Mets game today when, uh, when I was at the gym, I, uh, Howard Rose had an idea. Obviously, 
you know, you, you're not going to actually do this, but he just thought it would be funny if uh, Terry used uh, Bartolo Colon just on deck for to make it look like he's going to be a pinch hitter yes. at some point. Because San Diego's where he hit his home run, as we've talked about. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, it should be fun. I like to see... I don't know. I just like to watch the All-Star game. And, you know, it is it, on the one level, it's stupid that uh, home field advantage is determined by it. But at the same time, it's... You know, it's a TV show. If they feel like that's what helps it be a TV show, uh, I'm fine with that. So uh, I don't know. Uh, Andrea, are you, are you going to watch the All-Star game? Yeah. I, I like Maybe you TiVo said, it and go through part it, of it. Yeah, I, I got gotcha. so. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe uh, in real time. But I like the home run derby a lot, too. Yeah. I mean, it gets a little. The actual hitting of the home runs is fun. But it's man, amazing. It, it, I, like I feel like if you did a pie chart of the home run derby on ESPN, it's forty percent Berman. Back, back, back. I'm like, okay, we get it. You know, it, that's <laughs> your thing. Wall. Yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah. I, I actually, we should somebody should keep a tally of how many times he says that. I'm surprised like funny. Deadspin or some other website drinking doesn't game? do that. Yeah, yeah. Drinking yeah. game. Oh, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my god, <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting on a plane after yeah. the uh, All Star game, so I probably shouldn't do any drinking games. Yeah, so. and you're gonna see a, a Mets game. That's right. I'm gonna be uh, at awesome. the 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 first game of the second half, uh, Mets Phillies, which uh, I think it looks like now it'll be Degrom and uh, uh, Hellickson, I think so, somebody who I was That'll surprised. So yeah, it should be fun. We'll we'll talk more about that. I don't know. Let's talk about the uh, the good part of the week, which was the three game series against the Marlins, and there's obviously a blemish there, which is the second game. Um, in my notes, I wrote uh, that the Tuesday game was a 5-2 loss. Uh, the win went to Giancarlo Stanton, who uh, drove in all five runs. And he's just one of those guys where you're like, oh, if he has a day like that, you're not gonna you're not gonna get it done. It yeah. doesn't matter who's pitching. You know, if he's gonna be able to just drive the ball like that. And uh, I mean, it's impressive to see in like the home run derby or a game that's just on in the middle of the afternoon and you don't care. But, you know, when you watch him do it to the Mets and it was, it was Mets. I got to say again, it does the same thing that we're, we're kind of talking about, you know, but here you have a lineup where you couldn't pitch around Stanton who's yeah. now hitting like 600 for the month. Yes. I mean, he's got like 40 RBIs this month or something. He's hit an incredible amount of home runs and it's just, it just bothers me when you go up. Oh, that's the one guy that can beat us in this lineup up. Oh, that's the guy we just let beat us. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Well, that's the thing, and, and you know, he killed us defensively too. But. Yeah, he had a, he had a great play. Yeah. So you know, there was that game, and then you know, wanting to show him up in the third game, uh, Wilmer had two home runs in that game, which was mm. nice to see. Beautiful. And then uh, Matt and I were talking on Twitter, and uh, how did Terry reward him after his two home run game? <laughs> got to bench the hot hand. Got to bench the hot hand. Got, you know, this is becoming like every Met fan all over the country is yeah. now like seeing what Terry's doing here. They're yeah. a little bit, it's not just us, they're like, no, what yeah. the F? But how Dude. is nobody else closer to him saying the same thing? I, you know, they want, because, because they want to keep their job, maybe, I, know, I don't but know. That is a good uh, question. Yeah, I mean, isn't there like a team... Like representative, Somebody? you know, doesn't like who's like I, right, uh, uh, I have like, something to say. Yeah, doesn't like Cabrera or like Neil well, Walker that's the problem is those guys haven't been around that long. Know, like, you know, if David Wright was around, maybe he would say something. But just cross out the Oz's name. Or, you know, well, it's like just put yeah, Flores. we're jumping around a little bit, but what's with the Deaza? I mean, enough already. Listen, I get it. They are at the point right now where every player has to take off their jersey and go for Wilmer, like in yeah. Rudy. Yes, yes. Anytime that guy is not in the lineup. Yes, no, I definitely agree. 
agree with that. And, Flores coach. Yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, why Flores. Why does Deaza continue to get playing time at this point? It's not like they put that much money on the table. Do you think him. that they're hoping he gets hot so they can trade him for a pitcher? I have no idea that, what the logic is. That's, you know, I mean, he does nothing that's well. That's literally the only reason. Right. Yeah. I know. I and mean, he was he was fouling balls off into his foot today. So he's like, he almost took himself out of the game. Another injury. Not yeah. weird. Yeah, right. Exactly. So. Yeah, and it's like, well, why is, why is he getting so much playing time? And the By answer the way, is Conforto is languishing in AAA, hitting three fifty yeah. with like five home runs in the past week. Yeah, wow. so I mean, that's Bring the thing. Back. It's like you know, I'd say figure I'm so out a way he, he, that he went that, down. Yeah, yeah. I'm so pissed. You I mean, you got to figure out. Way, Terry said there's no way that both Nimmo and Conforto are going to be at the major league level at the same time this year. Why? Yeah, because so why? Not why playing time. Yeah, well, look, if you have Cespedes and Granderson (laughs) able to play almost every day, sure. But, I don't know, you can figure something out. And, you know, let's see. Let's see how Cespedes is doing. Let's see, you know, everything. But I don't don't know what you do to try and get those guys and Wilmer all a lot of playing time, you know. And, look, Wilmer, it's not going to last forever. Unfortunately, even if he had played these last couple games, here's, you know, like five days where he doesn't play. So we'll see how he hits in the second half. Mm -hmm. But... You know, it's in, there's encouraging flashes. There's great signs that you see even in games that they've gone on to lose. Uh, you know, the let's talk about the the two wins before we talk about those. So the the first win of the week on Fourth uh, of July that was a great come from behind rally. They were down six nothing in that game and they won eight. It was amazing. That yeah. was you know that's just like something. That was one of the highlights of the year actually. That yeah, game. <laughs> and we're you know unfortunately we haven't seen much of that this year. No. We saw We've we seen saw the reverse happen yeah, to us. Right, every exactly. Time. We saw a good deal of it last year, which made last season so much more exciting. And I know it's it's encouraging. And then you know sure. There's the setback on the Tuesday game, but then again, uh, Degrom pitches well, and they win on Wednesday, so it's great. I and was then, ready to be like, guys, this is all working out. Yeah, this is going according to plan. I said, take two or three. Yeah, you said Marlins and split. I said four and three. Yeah, as, that, as that would have been great. And the the first game against uh, the Nats, you know, was just that back and forth slugfest, which. You know, I don't want every game to be like that. They are kind of fun, but, you know, edge of your seat, like, you know, not in your stomach kind mm-hmm. of fun. But, you know, that was a great game. And, you know, again, little cherry on top that the loss went to Oliver Perez in that game. But, uh, you know... Uh, I keep looking up and being like, are they still pitching this guy? Like, yeah, why? but then he was able to get some big outs later yeah, in the series. And I'm like, all right, I guess that's why. But uh, that game, the Thursday 9-7 game, there were homers from Darno, Reyes, Wilmer... And as Rubel Cabrera. So it was like, great. But the real highlight, and I'm going to just say, if we see it again this season, I'll be impressed. There was a double steal in that game. Do you remember, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they did it by accident? Did they read the signs wrong? (laughs) Yeah. That only one of them was supposed to steal? Stand still. Stand still. (laughs) But uh, I, I don't know. So again, and I was saying this on Twitter. If, man, if we had done the show on Thursday night, it's like, this has been a great week. We just, you know, even if we only take one more from the Nats, it's going to be great. We're going to go into the break. You know, it was very exciting. And then just three Three huge turns in a row. (laughs) You know, I mean, that that Strasburg game, that that 3-1 loss on Friday... They definitely had that in their grasp. I gotta say, that one really bothered me. I'll tell you why. Go ahead. The third man on third. Yeah. Nobody out, right? First and third. Yeah, I agree. Nobody out. Reyes, you got to steal that base. You got to get it. Yeah. And I know he's not as fast as he used to be, but I would have, you know, as angry as I would have been that he got, if he, you know, got 
caught stealing, it'd be like, all right, you know, they're trying to make things happen. That's why they got him because That's nobody it. steals. You got to run. You, you do and, have and, to and, run and there. And like, yes, Granderson popped out to second, which is the absolute worst yeah. thing you can do in that moment. But if Reyes steals that base, it's a different at bat. You know, mm, everything totally. is different. Like you got to steal. You got to yeah. take the first pitch and, and, and steal that head. base. I mean, that would have been, I think, a, a huge, even if they had lost the next two games, that would have been huge because that's a game where both Cespedes and and Thor come out early. And if you had been able to win that, I don't know. I just feel like that's a, that's a real boost emotionally, all the, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it, it just didn't happen. And it, that's infuriating. You know, when you just get killed, you know, really like yesterday's game, they weren't really in it that, you know, the six, one yeah. loss, you know, and it was against Scherzer. Scherzer, Verrett, you chalk up as an L before yeah. the game starts. Yeah, so. it's exactly. So it's like, you know, Oh, maybe if you keep it close and get to the bullpen, that's one mm-hmm. of those games and you didn't keep it close. So it didn't matter. So to have gotten that Friday game would have been great. But then you get today and it's, it's Mats and Gio Gonzalez and Gio Gonzalez looked terrible this year. And to uh, you know, to Matt's credit, after the the early oh, of course, you know, basically a game has to start. You should just spot the Nats a two run home run by <laughs> uh, by Daniel Murphy when the game starts because he's going to hit it. It just be like okay, we'll just start with the at bat after his. We'll give you the two because it's just going to happen. <laughs> and you know, he pitched really well after that. He actually you know went much further in the game than I thought when it started, but. When you get outdueled by great pitchers, it's fine. But Gio Gonzalez is not a great pitcher anymore. It was just, I don't know, it's the day before the All-Star break. Why, why is this the lineup? Oh, I know, because everybody's hurt. Yeah. You know, there aren't really alternatives. There wasn't much else they could have done. But, uh, again, it was a game that was easily within their grasp. But then, you know, Dusty Baker did kind of go for a good old school move and he brought a starting pitcher out of the bullpen who could have stayed in for, you know, for a lot longer if they needed to. Tanner Roark looked great. They really couldn't get anything going. And uh, I don't know. Uh, Pavelbon has actually looked surprisingly good since he's come back from the DL. So, uh, you know, you're, I don't know. The, the Nats aren't going to give you anything. But I do appreciate that we aren't going to see them again uh, mm. for a while. For well, not not long enough. I know. Um, you know what cost them the game again? In my mind, uh, just complete neglect for a runner on second. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why does Worth get to steal third? Uh, yeah, and, and I, I, nobody I don't... paying attention at all, and changes the whole dynamic of the inning. Now you've got somebody on third, nobody out. Oh, yeah. It's over. You know, what I mean, you're screwed. Yeah, and again, it's like how is how is Jason Worth running so freely on the bases? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's frustrating. The just the uh, just how casually they concede second and then third base sometimes to the same runner. Well, I feel you know? like that's a, some that's a problem with the team overall. Like there's a disconnect there yeah. between and obviously we spend so much time talking again about pitchers because that that is such an important part of the game. But they're not the only you know there's no communication. I None. feel like there's None. there's a really big disconnect. Yeah. It's yeah. like okay, they're focused so hard on trying to get whoever out and like work the lineup, but. It's a team. You don't give up third. You don't give up third with less than two outs ever. Yeah, I mean, you just don't. You just don't neglect the guy on second. Like even throw him by like uh, having a meeting at the mound or something. Like just do something. This is seventy six steals. Yeah, and then on the reverse of that is how we talk about how we're awful at stealing. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. where is any sort of motion in that? You know, going forward. I mean, that's if you look at like you know plus minus whatever. I mean, you were down. 
50 plus right. steals. That's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. That's a ridiculous, ridiculous. I number. just think it has to start somewhere. And, and like, when is that going to happen? Because and look, where Jason Worth is not some speed demon. No. Yeah. You know? You're not, yeah. Yeah, no, look, there are guys that you just, you know that they're, you know, Billy Hamilton from the Reds. There are guys who are just going to steal. Average speed guys shouldn't be stealing third. Yeah, and also I would say that, you know, Jason Worth is below average. I I think he's 35 at this point, and he doesn't move like he used to, and he was never that fast. And I don't know. I, I I don't know why it isn't a it isn't a bigger problem. You know, they don't address it. Right. Or, you know, maybe they do behind the scenes, but they don't improve. And I get to it. To us, look, it seems like nothing's changing. Look, yeah. Darno doesn't have the best arm. I get that. But that, that wasn't on Darno. Yeah, that today. one's not on him. Yeah, exactly. So, and it wasn't Syndergaard pitching today. Yeah. So it's like it's a bigger issue. It's obviously yeah. like a, it's like why are we not making this a point of emphasis? Like exactly. You said. That's that's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see, but that's interesting to me. You know what I'm happy about? What's up? We're going into the break, and we don't have anybody who's hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Even last year. You know, even last year. Right? Yeah. Like, so we're you not, so you're like, we're not oh, cool. well. The break we usually comes at that anybody. point. Yeah, you're not cooling we're anybody cooling up. It's like a good, now. like, you're not starting in no a pictures, gym playing field. There's nobody. Yeah. Also, DeGrom's hot, I guess, but, like, yeah, nobody. But he, could, he can use the rest. You know, a little time with the baby. Reed That'll be great. He could use the rest. Reed's look great this year, by the way. You know, one of the things that I want to do for next week, which we'll talk about, is we'll pick our players the first half. Yes. Oh. And, uh, you know, Reed is definitely in contention because, you know, Reed, the one-two punch of Reed and Familia, you know, obviously we've talked about Familia when he doesn't have a save opportunity, but when he does, he's been great. Reed has looked good. You know, there, obviously there's going to be hiccups along the way, but lately he's been Blevins fantastic. Blevins been looking pretty good, yeah. too. Yeah. Robles, you know, maybe not, but, you know, it's true. So, I don't know. I do think that the break comes at a good time. And, if and you like just not soon enough. Not soon <laughs> like, enough. Yeah, right. yeah. Why, didn't like it, the, why didn't it come on Thursday? We need to stop playing <laughs> Major League Baseball yeah. games. It's no. like it's like Brick in Anchorman. Like maybe you need to sit this round out. <laughs> I think that uh, you know, and look, you, you don't have to look far to realize that it could be worse. You know, the the Cubs have lost nine and ten. I, I don't know if they won today or not. I wasn't paying attention because I don't care. But, you know, they lost nine of ten games and, you know, the Mets were a huge part of that. But, you know, that's got to be a much worse feeling because the, you know, the Cubs were 14 games up on the Pirates. And then all of a sudden they were, you know, six and a half games up, you know, in this in a blink. So, you know, we're not that far off from where we were uh, a week ago when we all felt good about everything. <laughs> what was uh, our record last year at the break? It's almost the same. Yeah. And uh, they said it on the radio broadcast. It's, I think, like a game or two. You know, th- this game hadn't uh, hadn't yeah. concluded at that point. Except the Nationals okay. weren't 18 games over. Five right. And the, the Nationals, you know, were in such disarray last year, you know, from the, the manager down and, you know, guys getting choked in the dugout. Mm-hmm. And who knows, though? Who knows what stupid trade the Nats could make at the deadline? this year. Or like Papelbon and Harper could just get in some beef yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, what, you think everything's cool with also, those two now? No, also, the Nats have had very good health. Very good health in that. That's makes a good a point. Big, and they didn't last big, year. Big, big difference. I almost just looked to knock on wood, and then I'm like, no, that's not our, don't our team. No, 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 no. We do not. Because you never want anyone to be not healthy. Exactly. You know what? You know, look, you're not hoping that somebody gets hurt, but then when you hear they are, you're not going to, you don't have to cry about it. Also, when you look at the Mets, you're like, what are you guys doing in your all? Like, what's happening? What kind of jinx is it? Because it's all different things. Yeah. All different. A lot of, a lot of little, a lot of little things going on. I don't know. Weird, weird stuff. It's a good time to take a break, right. I, I think. All and, about it. Uh, but 
Mets Rep 360 will not take a break, even though uh, I, as we alluded to, I'll actually be back east next weekend. Uh, I'll be at the uh, the Mets at Philly game. It's a friend of mine decided that that's what he wanted to do for his bachelor party, go to <laughs> like a, a nice old-timey uh, Italian restaurant not too far from Citizens Bank Park, and then we're going to go to the game. Oh, so, you guys going to go to the oldest restaurant yes, in Philly? I went there. Um, we're going to go to Victor Cafe, so I don't uh, know no, if that's no, the oldest it. one. But yeah. I've been there. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't. I, 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 I sent him. I sent him a link, and that's the one he picked. Okay. Actually, it's my friend John who was on the show last week oh, uh, via fun. Skype. So, uh, yeah. So we're. I'm going to do that, but uh, you guys will be here on Sunday, and I, I hope to record something, maybe something favorable. You know, maybe I'll. Uh, Find some Met fans at uh, Citizens Bank Park because we're at the point where, you know, when the Phillies were great, uh, it was a very loud, very pro Philly crowd. But usually anybody that had ever been to the vet, it's a great opportunity for all the Mets fans that live in South Jersey. You know, they just take take the bridge from Trenton where they all seem <laughs> to live because it's it's closer and easier than uh, heading up to Queens. So you usually find a lot of Met fans in Philly, and that's what I'm hoping for. But uh, so we'll see. But you guys will be here and then we mm-hmm. can look ahead. Ne- you know, next week you'll be looking ahead to uh, four games at Wrigley and some other interesting things. And we'll do a little bit of a look back on the first season as a whole. But uh, the first half of the season as a whole, I, li- I sometimes think of them as two separate seasons. Uh, so I'd like to think of them as, as two separate seasons. As we, uh, you know, kind of. Pining for gold a little bit, uh, panning for gold too. We're trying to maybe pick who the player of the week was this week. <laughs> um, I'll go first in case you guys need a second to think about it. I, I said it earlier in the week. I'm going to stand by Wilmer. He's still my guy. He looked great. And it's not his fault that, you know, he got benched in the middle of a, of a hitting streak. And uh, he looked great. I think that his energy and Nimmo's energy, you know, the positivity that you're getting. I think is great, and I hope to see more of that in the second half. Uh, Andrea, do you have a player of the week? You know, I've been so amped about my players of the week, guys, every week. Sure. And this is definitely one where I don't really have one. Um, I will agree. I like I like Wilmer a lot, but I'm going to say Nimmo. Love Nimmo. I don't. I think we wanted him. Remember, we were talking about it last week, and yeah. then I wasn't able to be here, so I'm going to carry mine over. Okay. And then also because um, he just seems like such a cool guy yeah. and a good player. He's and I still also, smiling from he's his first at bat. So he hasn't smiley. Yeah. But most importantly, my favorite is when one of the announcers call him Nemo and I <laughs> die. I just lose it. And it's not even because they call him Nemo, it's because they they like do a don't moment. Like yeah. where they're like, what? And so I just think it's a well, like, twi- Nemo, what? His, his Twitter is you found Nemo, you know. Oh, so right, he, nice. he's really, you know, embraced all the like, like, really Is he have a, a a friend or a wife named Dory or something? I, mean, be cute. I don't know what his wife's name is. Maybe, maybe there's oh, a Dory. Hang out with somebody named Dory. <laughs> yeah, is there a baseball player with the last name Dory? Ooh. I don't know. If you can think of one, let us know yeah. at yeah. ABTV Mets. Uh, Matt, your um, player of the week. So I'm going to give it to DeGrom because he's now cemented going to his second half. I think for the first time this year, I think all of us on this panel and all the Mets fans out there feel confident he is an ace. I agree. And it yeah. took... All of the first half yeah. for him to get back to that point for whatever reason. You know, he had the stuff with his son. Sure. And he was just not, uh, his his arm maybe was, was dead or whatever it was. He wasn't reaching back and getting to that 96. And he just, he just, he's a complete pitcher. And I'm like, I feel like heading into the second half, I feel very confident that we have, you know, as long as Syndergaard is healthy, we have two aces. Mm. I think you're right. And, uh, you know, 
it's it's a good time for Syndergaard to get a little bit of a break. You know, they they're talking about not pitching him that first series. In I think Philly. they should. I think they should give him a rest. Yeah, let him go. I, I mean, I think that the plan is he'd pitch the second game at Wrigley, so he's going to get you know pretty much two weeks off, which is great. I think he should get that. Yeah, and uh, you know, just be smart about it. Yeah, and because he, you know, it doesn't seem like you know that kind of problem where he needs to be on the DL. So. Mm-hmm. You we know, should be able to beat the Phillies without him pitching a game. We sure should. <laughs> we should. Yeah. We should. We, yeah, we should be able to, you know, I should be able to see DeGrom uh, outpitch Jeremy Hellickson. You should have a happy day, but we I, never know. You know, I, we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah. But, you know, honestly, if I don't have a good day, it'll make for a better video. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> but uh, I hope it goes well. Anyway, uh, well, thanks to everybody who has uh, enjoyed and uh, followed the show in the the first half of the season, but uh, we'll be back next week. For Matt Ritter, at Matt Ritter 1, Andrew Fasano, at Andy Fasano. And don't forget, the show is at ABTV Mets. Tweet us who your player of the first half was, and uh, we will uh, read some of those in the future. I'm Christian, at Christian DMZ, Christian Blatt. We will see you next time on MetsRap 360. Stop benching the hot hand. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later! later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.